Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Joy, 99.7 FM. Very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we here at Multimedia Enjoy Business are super excited to bring you yet another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, yenara, yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by two additional sponsors. First Code Management Services, they say industry get it right and also brought to us by lancaster university they boast of being the only or one of the only british university campuses in all of west africa and these are sponsors for the show today my name as always is yabanafo and i'm happy to bring you today's edition of masterclass um last week we were unable to bring you masterclass but in the weeks before that there was an interesting conversation here on the show which spanned a period of about three weeks and we spent time here with mr ben jones agbai and we're talking about labor relations and essentially, the summary of that conversation was how to use our humanity instead of the law and the regulation to solve labor issues. And I believe that that was very beneficial. If you missed out on any of those, those videos are available on our Facebook page, also on my journal online. By all means, do go there and take a look at those videos. We go into another area of conversation. Like I always say here on Masterclass, we try to bring you the topics and the conversations that help your business. If you like, it's a 360-degree approach on all various topical areas that help your business. And so today we're going to be continuing the conversation on cyber security, cyber security. And we're looking at the business value of cyber security, if you like. Um, a couple of months ago, I think we had the same conversation with Kobe Spikey, but we're looking at a different aspect of it. And in the next three weeks, we will be spending time um, to talk about this. In, in, in today's conversation, we'll be looking at the first aspect of it, which we choose to call breaking down the first line of defense, in, in the week that follows after, we'll be looking at the importance of management commitment to this process. And then in the final week, we'll be looking at dealing with the recent trends on cyber 
threats. We are privileged to be joined by very renowned and uh, people who are sort of, um, should I say, very intelligent in their field of endeavor when it comes to Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Information security and um, cybersecurity, and they come from a company called Innovari. And if you know um, a bit about information security and cybersecurity, you know that Innovari plays um, very strongly in that space. We're privileged today to be joined by, he says not to call him a lead consultant. Sammy called him a lead consultant, but <laughs> he, he prefers to be called a, should I say, an information security practitioner because he's still learning. But trust me, he, he, he knows a lot more than me and, me and you put together. Um, just a bit about him. He's a, um, a lead consultant at Innovari, worked for over 11 years. He has 11 years of experience in information security and risk management and data privacy. Um, he's also worked as a lead auditor for Tigo in Paraguay, for Tigo in Tanzania, in conformity with the ISO 27001 standard. Um, he's also been head of information security in Tigo, Ghana, for many years. And he's also done some work for Ernst & Young. Um, his resume continues on and on and on. He's had his training in Coventry in the United Kingdom and also in Manipal in India. So um, my guest for today's show is in the person of Mr. Ni. Jan Mensa. Mr. Mensa, you're welcome to today's conversation. Uh, thank you very much. And to Masterclass. Thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> now, um, I know preparing for this show, we, we made a promise that we're going to make this conversation, we're going to break it down and not make it too tests yeah. so that our listeners, our descending listeners, can benefit greatly from it. Not just so they can understand it, but also because the conversation on the cyberspace and all that concerns it has become one that we can not do without. Okay. Again, because of the great move in terms of digitization, particularly spearheaded or propelled by COVID, by the onset of COVID. And therefore, it's an, it's an important conversation. Um, a friend of mine said, I don't like cloud computing. I don't want to put my stuff on the cloud. I don't want anybody watching me. And I asked a simple question. I said, do you have a Yahoo email? He says, I do. Do you have a Google account? He says, I do. I said, you're already on the cloud, brother. <laughs> now, everything is already on the cloud. Oh, yeah. But while it brings benefit for us, it also presents us with challenges. And, you know, I used a certain phrase before we came on air. If you like, we always say Africa is a new frontier. But in another context, I'd like to say the digital space is the new frontier. Because yeah. that's where everything is happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there are a few people who have made um, some important comments. Just to bring perspective, I'll share them and then I'll just hand over to you. Okay. Anna Maria Chavez, she's an attorney and inspirational speaker um, and chief executive of the Girl Scout in the United Kingdom. Okay, now here is what she said. She says that unless and until our society recognizes cyberbullying for what it is, the suffering of thousands of silent victims will continue. 
That's what she said. Then she goes on to say, cyber bullies can hide behind a mask of anonymity online and do not need direct physical access to their victims to do unimaginable harm. Michael Allen, uh, Michael Mullen, sorry, um, who is also a Navy admiral in the United States Army, also makes a statement. He says the single biggest existential threat out there is cyber. These are various parts of the conversation. Yes. It's not necessarily saying that we are looking at bullies or we're looking at we're looking at the conversation on cyber. And just to sort of narrow it down a bit, we have a few slides. If you're if you're listening to us, we're also streaming live on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. We have some slides. We're gonna be following those slides. Yeah. So you can make some notes as well. Today we focus on the part of breaking the first line of defense so that we sort of build some chronology and flow of thought, yeah. if you like, for the purpose of understanding. Yeah. Introduce to us this conversation on cybersecurity and dwell on the area of breaking the first line of defense, if you like. And then let's take the conversation from there. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, good afternoon to your cherished listeners. Um, good afternoon to you also. Thank you for wel- welcoming me into your homes, wherever mm-hmm. you, you, you may be. I just want to establish something. It's widely accepted that you cannot completely eliminate risk. Mm. but you can what, mitigate the risk to an acceptable level. Right. That's the first uh, uh, thing that I want to establish. Now, I want to, because when you were talking, you were talking about cybersecurity, cyberspace, and the rest. So I just want to explain the technical parlance or technical jargon. Please do. Please so do. that all of us will follow through. Now, when we talk about information security, uh, information security basically means preservation of the confidentiality, integrity, and also availability of information on this cyberspace and non-cyberspace, okay? Now, someone will ask, what is the cyberspace? Now, cyberspace is made up of so many components. We, are, we, have, the, uh, we have the people component in the cyberspace. We have the software component, we have the services component, and all these components, they have what? An underlying infrastructure which, uh, which will make them interact on the internet, okay? Um, let, me, let me go back and explain the information security aspect so that uh, we'll, we'll get it. When, when using the information security as an example, in the non-cyberspace, we can have a hard document, a hard copy of a hard copy document. This, this hard copy document contains um, important information. Now, because we want to ensure the confidentiality of the, of the document in the non-cyberspace, we will only allow only authorized people to access the hard copy document. So you may have the hard copy document like classified. And you may say that this hard copy document should be distributed to these kind of people. Also, the content of the document, we need to ensure that the integrity, it is not modified so that it becomes trustworthy. Also, anyone who wants to access the required people who want to access the document, it should be easily available for them to access the, the document. So that is the explanation of information security using the hard copy in the non-cyberspace as an example. I've explained the cyberspace, but 
when we talk about cybersecurity, we are focusing on the cyberspace. So you could see that information security is the bigger umbrella. Cybersecurity is a subset of information security. So information security, you are doing everything, but the focus here, you are looking at the contest on the cyberspace. Basically, that is information security. Now, going through the entire explanation, you could see that there's a single component that is running through everything that I'm saying. That single component is what we call the people component. Okay? So, one will ask, what is the first line of defense? We tell a lot of people that the first line of defense for any organization, it could be an SME, is the HR department. And someone will ask, someone say, wow, why are you saying the HR department <laughs> is the first line of defense? Now, the HR department is so, so critical in, in, in every organization. Once we don't have an HR processes and procedures, the following effects will occur. Criminals will enter into your organization. Okay? You have non-experienced people in your organization, and you have what, you have what something called policy violators. Okay? Um, what are some of the controls that we can put around this kind of uh, first line of uh, defense to strengthen the first line of defense? The first control that we can put around is what we call the screening control. Okay? These people interact on using the technology device to do whatever they want to do in any organization. Okay? They are using the device. So before someone comes into the organization, there should be what a screening process in place. HR is the one responsible. You need to screen the person. You need to do background checks on the person. You need to find out whether the person has a form of criminal records. You need also to find out that the person, the job, the CV, we don't have uh, the CV is somehow we don't ha- it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not having any kind of deficiency in there. When I talk about deficiency, it could be that the person worked uh, for an organization like 2015 to 2017, but from 2017 to 2019, you don't you don't see anything written in there. There's a gap in there, the CV. There's a gap in there, and the person moved from 2020 to to something. Okay, we always tell HR uh, mani- managers and managers that even if the person is doing a form of um, uh, helping uh, uh, someone in the shop, the person needs to put in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when you are doing the, your screening, it would be ideal for you to go and check and find out some of the feedback of the person, whether the person is evaluating any policy in the organization. Another thing that um, um, we need to also uh, be uh, uh, mindful of is monitoring social uh, at media activities or social network activities. The HR person, that's the first control, the screening, con- uh, screening control. The HR person needs to make sure that they monitor, they do these kind of things before knowing the kind of person that they are bringing to the, the organization. Now, once the person has been uh, brought into the organization, a lot of companies do not do something called continuous background checks. So it could be that you've been cleared by uh, the, uh, the uh, police. The police CID. CID. You've been cleared by them, but you've entered into the organization and you might be doing something. Okay? So the HR people should, I mean, hard I mean, do some kind of 
continuous background checks on the people uh, in the organization to find out whether they, they, they are doing something malicious mm. uh, in, in the organization. Now, once they've been employed, something that we need to do, the HR person is the one responsible for coordinating that particular activity, is the awareness, training, and also the application of the knowledge. Anytime I talk about awareness and training, I tell people that you, awareness mean, uh, basically means that you should be aware about something. Training should get the required knowledge, but the competence aspect of this is that you need to apply what you've gained. So in your organization, you have processes and procedures in your organization. You need to be aware of the do's and don'ts. Okay? Now, if you are doing, if you have a standard operating procedure, you need to know how to use the standard operating procedure or the processes in your organization so that you can interact with those kind of processes and the standard operating procedure so that you are not in any form of policy violation. Another control will be the confidentiality agreement. Okay? Confidentiality agreement needs to be signed with the people that are being onboarded. We sign a confidentiality agreement. Whatever you see in the organization, you should not expose it. Now, when you even leave the organization, that agreement will be enforced for a period of time. Okay? These things should be in there as the first line of uh, defense. Then we have the disciplinary process. The disciplinary process is very key. The disciplinary process ensures that we have a fair process in the organization. Yeah, well, I'll give you an example. Um, a, a client that I was uh, consulting for once told me that someone just walked into um, the HR office and tell, uh, told the HR person that, you know what, I don't want to work with this subordinate of mine. So the subordinate was kicked out of the organization. The reason that the subordinate was not given the opportunity to, to defend himself. A lot of organizations do not have disciplinary process in place. And even if they have disciplinary process in place, is it, is it has, has it been communicated to the uh, people for them to know that, okay, because we have a disciplinary process, that means that we have a, a form of fair process in the organization. If something happens, I can, walk into, uh, I can walk into the HR office and HR process uh, office will do a form of investigation. They, they shouldn't totally uh, uh, um, agree with the, the, the person who you are, whom, whom you are reporting to. Okay? Then job description. Job description is essential. If you don't have a job description, it means that you are not addressing a particular risk in your organization. So the reason why we employ people is that we want them to address a particular risk in the organization. And for me to know the risk that I want to address, it should be uh, documented in the, in the form of a job description so that I know what I have to do in the organization. And every HR person, if you are, when you are employing someone, you need to check whether the person belongs to a professional body. Okay, um, the professional body is very important because in the, uh, once you are part of the professional body, you tend to get a, a, a lot of, uh, um, uh, you, need, you tend to understand or know a lot of things that are happening in the world. And also you need to conform um, to the professional body's ethics. So if you are not in compliance with those kind of uh, uh, things, then you know that that professional body can revoke um, um, your membership. So it acts, it acts as a form of deterrent, okay? All these things are part of the first line of defense that the HR needs to check. Without that, because they'll be interacting with the system, we need to ensure that competent people are in there. Mm. 
because if someone is not competent, the person will be prone to a lot of errors in the organization. Mm. In conclusion, hiring the uh, uh, wrong person is costly and will be frustrating. Making small effort in putting HR processes in place will improve upon the cyberspace and also will improve upon the safety in the organization and also it will reduce the liability that you have in your organization. Thank you very much. Very well put. Thank you so much. I mean, you, it's been succinctly put, but I know that it's a summary of a greater, you know, like when you see an iceberg in water, yeah. um, sometimes you're tempted to think that that's the entire size of the iceberg. Yeah. So what we've done is we've given a, a wonderful summary, but I'd like us to go, we, uh, you know, we, we have a few minutes on the show. Sure. I'd like us to take, you know, a few more key aspects of this conversation on cybersecurity. Yeah. And perhaps what I'll do is because this, this conversation is important, I'll try and get interactive a bit earlier. But there's a question I want to ask before we get interactive. You know, um, there are a few things that come to mind when you talk about cybersecurity. Before I ask my question, though, you've been talking about the role of the Human Resources Department or the HR in every company. And my understanding or my assumption is that this is because this is the department that handles staffing. And therefore, it presupposes that the role of the individual in this process is key. Now, just for the purpose of comprehension, if you're listening to us, you run your own business, because most startups and um, SMEs may not have the full structure that full-blown corporates do, because these roles require expertise, which require, um, um, should I say, big funding, because you're going to pay high salaries. I mean, you're not going to bring somebody in as an HR person and pay them peanuts. So if you haven't gotten to the point of growth in your company where you hire an HR person, and therefore, you do all of this yourself. I'm speaking to you if you're a GM, you're the owner of your company, and you've only got you and the operations team. Then what we're saying here is that the role of the HR person is actually yours. Yes. Yes. Because when we say HR, we are speaking about the company. Yeah. Not necessarily the HR person, but the company. And therefore, if you have someone who represents the company in staffing issues, then yes, it's the HR. Yeah. But otherwise, then it's you. Yeah. It's you, the GM. It's you, the COO. It's you, the person who makes the decisions. It's you you know, that person who runs the show. But let me just ask this very quickly before um, we get interactive. How key is the role of the human being in this entire digitization agenda? Draw a trajectory for us. I know that we have come from a period where um, a lot of things were done manually. Take us 20 years back, 30 years back. Um, Things were very manual. I think, you know, a lot of the automations we had or... Uh, you know, approaches to automation would be things like, you know, um, technology which came in at the time. You had microwaves, you had radios, you had phones, you had um, computers, you had airplanes flying and all of that. But over time, all of these have become even more so digitized and therefore easier to operate, um, creating a lot of wealth in data and all of that. I'll come to the bit about data. But draw a trajectory for us. What is the role of the human being in this process? Where have we come from? Why is the human being so still important in this equation? And where are we going? And when I say where are we going, I'm talking about AI. (laughs) I know it's another conversation, (laughs) but I'm sure that my my descending listeners will want to know. Where are we going? Where is the arrow pointing to? Where have we come from and where are we going? Just draw a line for us. Okay. um, What what, what I would say is that uh, the human being is very important when it comes to cybersecurity. Like what I said when I was giving the explanation, the human being will be the one to interact 
with those devices that we have in our organization. If the human beings are not well trained enough, then it means that uh, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be prone to errors in the organization. So it's very important that the human beings, uh, we, we, we get competent people in, in the space that we are, we are operating. Um, 20 or 30 years ago, um, things, things, were, things were done manual, manually, like what you said. Um, but right now, someone can just sit here and a person can quickly send an email and the, person, uh, the email will get to, uh, let's say, a country, let's say North Korea or uh, U.S., Everything has been digitized, okay? Mm. So there's been some kind of rapid transformation when it comes to uh, uh, digitization. And even the COVID alone has, has even moved us closer more to digitization. Right. You were talking, yeah. you were talking about AI. Mm. Um, AI, AI will, quick, uh, will soon... Will soon um, um, take, take, take the. By the way, what is AI? Let's not assume that everyone knows what AI is. Oh, what is AI? Oh, okay. Um, I just, I just want to, I just want to say something. Okay, go ahead. AI, AI will soon uh, take over the world. Um, there, there's, there's a, this story that uh, someone once told that um, there's, there's, there's a robot called Sophia, mm. Sophia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this robot, I mean, uh, behaves like a human being. I mean. Um, talks like a human being, okay, does everything like a human being. So what the robot does is that the ro robot uh, looks at the environment, learns a lot of things from the environment, and start behaving um, like the way that human being uh, will behave. Okay. So that's, uh, that's uh, just AI, artificial intelligence uh, for mm. you, machine learning, um, behaving, looking at understanding your environment, and also using the machine to do whatever you want to do in the organization. Okay, I was going to ask a specific question, but I'll be general yeah. so that I don't expose my ignorance yeah. <laughs> on radio. Yeah. These days, when you pick a, a mobile phone device, we've moved from the QWERTY keyboards yeah. to touch screens, yeah. and you have um, the presence of Google Assistant, you have the presence of Siri in the case of iOS, and you have Alexa in the case of Amazon. Yeah. And sometimes... Uh, the things that some of these things can do is um, amazing is one word, but disconcerting is another word. Yeah. Because I tell you a joke. So long story short, there's a gentleman who's driving. He's got Alexa fixed in his car. And then at some point, Alexa says, turn right at the next junction, turn left at the next junction. And then um, he says, oh, um, don't tell me what to do. I'm a human being. I know what to do. And I'm not turning right at the next junction. Okay. Then he starts to use abusive words to Alexa in his car. Then Alexa says, do not speak to me like that. This is the computer. Yeah. I don't know whether it's artificial intelligence. That's where I'm going with this conversation. Yeah. Then he keeps going on and swearing and swearing. And then finally, Alexa says to him, do you realize that I am connected to your braking system and I could drive you off a cliff and kill you? Then he says, oh, I'm joking, Alexa. I'm just kidding. You know I love you. Then the computer says, I love you too. Yeah. Now, I'm just saying, it's just a joke, okay? Yeah. But I'm just saying... This is what I mean when I say disconcerting. Yeah. Artificial intelligence, these new introductions, share some thoughts with us, just very briefly. I'm not going to ask you if it's artificial intelligence, because I don't want to expose my ignorance, but where are we going with this? And what are these? Are they, uh, you, know, you know, an introduction to this whole process? Okay. Uh, are you seeing an introduction to the uh, process when it comes to cybersecurity? AI. Okay. And we're going to get to a point where computers do everything for us. Yeah. You just spoke about Sophia. Yeah. Now... 
people connect Alexa in their homes on Amazon. Alexa, turn off my lights. Alexa, turn off the air conditioning. I've seen it happen here in Ghana. Yeah. Alexa, change the temperature to 18 degrees. Alexa, turn on the radio. Alexa, lock my door. Alexa is doing everything for everybody. At some point today, if you ask people because of speed dial, they don't remember phone numbers. Yeah. How yeah. many phone numbers do you remember? Because it's there. How many definitions do you remember? Because you say, ask Google. Yeah. So I'm saying that we're getting to the point where we are no longer using our... Um, doing things the way we used to do them. Let me be careful because I'm sure the proponents of digitization <laughs> will, will attack me. But how does this feature in our development process as a people? And is this the beginning of AI? I would say yes, is is the beginning of AI. Okay. Um, Go ahead. What I would say is that, you know, um, we have we, we have so so much data um, in in uh, we have so much data on the internet mm. okay and these data when you were talking about google i mean google is collecting collecting this kind of data okay um they they tend they tend to um understand um a lot of things that um we are doing okay and these data feeds into i mean um uh, what you are trying to say mm. so that they can understand the environment and make some kind of prediction Okay, so I think that we are, we are getting there. You know, as you speak, something comes to my mind. There was a question that was asked on Springboard the other day. It says, how do you teach a child anything? And I've forgotten who it was, but uh, good afternoon to you if you're listening. This was a response she gave. She says, the best way to teach a child, there are three ways to teach a child. Number one, by example. Number two, by example. And number three, by example. It takes my mind to trend analysis. Yeah. You talk about data. Yeah. Is it the case that... Even in our everyday lives and the things we do, there's so much data that when analyzed by computer systems, which we create, by the way, it sort of gives insight into almost predicting the future because we are creatures of habit. Is this what you are saying? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm, I was saying. Interesting thoughts. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass right here on this presentation, Joy 99.7. We're having a conversation here with Mr. Nee, Jan Mensah. We'll be getting interactive um, shortly. We're discussing the issue of cyber security or in the cyberspace here. And uh, we'll be taking a few questions now. There are so many things that are coming up and we want to learn because we're looking at breaking the first line of defense, which essentially is you and I. What role do we play in this process? We'll take some message from our sponsors, but we'll do that right after this. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass. So if you have any motor vehicle of any kind, Gore has some wonderful information for us. Gore's high-grade fuels have been tried and tested and proven and accepted over the years as the most suitable engine oil for all vehicle types. In addition to these superior qualities, Gore's high-grade fuels are further fortified with the XP3 additive multifunctional enhancers. 
Goyle's High Grade Fuel come in Goyle Super XP Run 95 and Diesel XP, and they're sold in every Goyle station, not just selected stations. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. First Code Management Services also have some wonderful information for us. So if you're a startup, you're a business, you're trying to do anything in accounting, bookkeeping, training and capacity building, research, market entry, company formation and business setup, First Code Management Services are your first point of call. Call them today on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. You can locate them at 60A Westland Boulevard, West Legon, or call them on or visit them, I beg your pardon, on www.firstcodelimited.com. First Code Management Services, they say industry. Get it right. Phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comment on WhatsApp on 055 1197 that's 055 Pick up that phone and give us a call. 0302-216-541. We're talking about cybersecurity, breaking down the first line of defense, which is you and I, the human beings. And we're looking at this entire conversation on digitization. In many fora, wherever people sit to talk today, in corporate circles, in social circles, it does not end without a mention of digitization and where we're going with all of this. While it brings convenience, it also comes with some vices and like people address it it's like a a rose Uh, you know you you cannot have a rose without the thorns and so um it's a double-edged sword if you like pick up that phone give us a call you're running a company how is cyber um, working within your space or how are you maximizing it for great benefit and how is it helping your company or not um helping your company while we're waiting for those phone lines to ring i have a question um that um someone posted he says what is your take on the recent surge of sports betting companies should the organizations consider this during the screening stage? I suppose it's for the behavior of staff yes. when they're when they being recruited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, please take that question for us. Okay, thank you very much, y'all. I will say, um, I used to tell this story. When PSG and uh, Barcelona was playing uh, their match, mm. um, Barcelona scored PSG, and I was so, so excited Someone even jumped in the person into, uh, into a gutter, and the person mm. was the person was swimming in, in in the gutter. It tells you because they were excited. They were excited. It tells you the excitement that comes with football. Also, it tells you that if you if you are if you are better, and you are you won that particular bet, it tells it tells you the, it tells you the you can feel the excitement. Yeah. The excitement you cannot you cannot you cannot you cannot explain or you cannot you cannot tell someone about mm. the excitement. It's so so uh, it's original. It's genuine. It's, yes, yes. It's almost instant. It's yes. unsolicited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, I was going to have my hair cut when I went into um, the barbering shop. I saw that the barber was agitated, and I was asking why. And the barber told me that. Okay, you know what? Uh, can you give me thousand Ghana CD? I, mean, I said. Thousand Ghana CD for what? For haircuts. No, he said thousand Ghana CD. I yeah. said why? Why thousand Ghana CD? He said, oh, Liverpool and Manchester United uh, have a match, and I want to bet. I realized that when you don't take time, the addiction that mm. comes with sport betting, and you've employed someone into your organization, and that person's a teller or that person. 
and that's something on the information processing system. That person can even change the integrity of in, on the impro- information mm, processing mm, system mm. because the person wants to bet. So to me, HR people should be wary of those who do sport betting and because su- of the addition. addition. I mean, I, mean I, I suppose that the, the greater point here is that attitudinal you know, um, issues. If you're recruiting someone, where you find deviations yeah. or indications of possible deviations in attitudinal behavior... Yeah. It's something to look at. Yeah. You know, hitherto, we would, and, and it's a good point you make, we would look at doing a background check for people, um, depending on the role that we're coming into. Today, if corporates are recruiting for someone in that. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Field. They do an enhanced due diligence on the person. They go to the cybercrime unit and then they do a diligence on the person. But we don't do that when we move people internally. Yeah. See what I mean? I mean, the person came in as role A. Yeah. At some point, you find out that they did some IT back in school and they've been yeah. adding value to themselves. Then you move them from that role to another role. Business continues as usual. We don't go back and do those checks. What we're saying here is that look out, be continuous about your background check, yeah. but look out for Behavioral deviations, yeah. because those can be an indicator yeah. for for possible data breach. Yeah. You know? But a lot of organizations do not uh, do the uh, 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 spot betting mm. aspect. Okay, they do their criminal checks. They go through their CV. I suppose it's because it's new, isn't it? <laughs> but but it's become key, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's become key. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the the push factor to bet is stronger. So if they have to sell you information to do that. Yeah, and the addiction that comes to, uh, with it is, 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 is very, very, very high. Okay. Let's talk about data and possible data breaches. What are some of the notable terminologies within this space? I mean, I, I, I'm not digressing the conversation because I know we're going to be progressing it as we go along. Okay. But because we're talking about the human being, I've heard terminologies like social engineering, like fishing, like uh, shoulder surfing, yeah. tailgating. <laughs> piggybacking. <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's answer the question, what are they? Okay. Let's, let's sort of share some information with our listeners while we're waiting for the phone lines to ring. Okay. And then when we have done that, let's also begin to look a bit more at how those things okay, okay. and how they can affect um, okay. a company. Okay. Right. Again, just remind us that the phone lines are open. Uh, by all means, pick up that phone and give us a call and be a part of this conversation. Okay. Yes. Now, the I just want to summarize the, uh, what you, ju- you just asked. Mm. You know, social engineering, um, we can easily be soci- as, as, as social engineered, mm. okay? Because we humans have some kind of weakness. The weakness that we have is that we are willing to help. We want to help people. Um, an example that I would like to share, um, recently I, I closed from church. 
I was going home. Then in the car, I met this person. Okay, the person approached me. I was willing to help the person. I saw that the person was struggling. The person uh, approached me, and the person told me that, okay, um, can I can I get some small amount of money to buy some water? So I I just rolled down my 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 uh, uh, window. So I was interacting with the person because the traffic has uh, the traffic the uh, the traffic light uh, 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 has the red light on. So. When the person entered, when the person was interacting with me, then the person just put his hand on the uh, uh, my wind, uh, my my window, and the person told me that I want you to give me the money, or I'm going to kill you. He had the gun. He said that no, he's I, I didn't see the gun, but he said I want you to give me because I was I I saw the person and I'm, I was willing to help the person. Mm-hmm. So that person socially engineered me because we have a weakness. I think I have a caller on the okay. line. Uh, ho- please hold that thought. Okay. Good afternoon. You're welcome to the Masterclass. Your name, where you're calling from? Yeah, this is Hajiman Joseph in Tama. Oh, Hajiman Joseph, how are you, my brother? Yeah, I'm very well. I hope you're feeling well. Good, good, good. Talk to me, my brother. Yeah, um, my question is, um, I want to know, what does an institution do wrong for hackers to be able to hack into their account? And also, is it necessary that if you have a very slow or low running of uh, internet services, the, the hackers will get a chance to hack into your account, especially when you are at an area using one particular network which is not running faster. Would that also help the hackers to hack into your account? Right. Thank you so much, my brother. Keep listening. We'll try and answer that question. So let's let's see if we can answer his question. Okay. Um. Can 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 I didn't get his uh... okay? So I am. Um, I think that he, he was asking about internet. That if you have slow internet, does it affect or does it make you more susceptible to being hacked? And then he asked, how? What does where does an organization go wrong? You know, or what can they do wrong that will make them more open to being hacked? Okay. Um. The first thing, the first, uh, the first uh, question is that if you have a slow internet, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it does uh, it doesn't mean that uh, the hackers will will attack you. I mean, that doesn't mean that the attackers, uh, hackers will attack you. So it's not true. Yeah. We are saying here on the show that slow internet does not necessarily make you susceptible to being yeah. um, attacked, if you like. Mm-hmm. But your next question was, where does an organization go wrong? Oh, okay. Where does an organization okay. go wrong? Okay. Um, the first thing is that the first line of defense, we need to make sure that we close the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Now, the second aspect, we have several layers of the defenses that we need to ensure that we put in the organization. We need to ensure that uh, we have some basic security uh, 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 programs in place in your organization. Um, the first uh, basic security uh, uh, activity that you, you can put, you can, uh, you can roll out in your organizations, making sure that all the systems that you have are updated. Okay, making sure that um, the the password that you use to log into your system is is complicated and is long. Okay, if possible, maybe you can use a two-factor authentication. Okay, making sure that um, you you have a vulnerability uh, uh, management program in place, and also you can add your uh, your training aspect, the awareness aspect, so that people can be aware. About about the uh, the recent trend, the attack vectors, the areas that the attackers use to come into the organization. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, Ajman Joseph, the answer to this question, and it's a whole conversation for a whole show. But the simple answer is that where an organization fails to be deliberate 
about its approach to cybersecurity, that is where it also fails. I know the word deliberate is not specific, but mm-hmm. it's deliberate that I use the word deliberate. <laughs> you have to make sure your systems are on point. You are doing your vulnerability assessment test. And above all, like I always say, get help. Get help. You are not an expert in every field. You went to school to, you have an MBA in economics. It does not make you a cybersecurity expert. Get help. First Code Management Services will help you to put your books together. Innovari will help you to do your work. Tell us about Innovari. Okay, before I, I, yeah. I tell you about Innovari, I just want to add to um, yes. um, the answer that I gave your your caller. Mm. Also, you have a laptop. You need to ensure that you have what antivirus on your laptop. Okay, you have a phone. You need to also to have what antivirus on your phone. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the big uh, basic things that you can you can put in place. A lot of organizations fail to roll out these basic uh, 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 solutions, and they'll be looking at uh, uh, rolling out. Uh, the the bigger uh, the uh, the big solutions in in the in the organization we need to go to the basics and make sure that we get the foundation right the last last but not least we need to also make sure that we have the standard operating procedures and the processes in place because standard uh, processes and standard oper- operating procedures are the, are the foundation that holds the organization so we're talking about policy to guide yeah. we're talking about behavior and attitude yeah. and we're talking about systems yeah. those are the three things that you can do towards making sure that your systems yeah. um, are in place yeah. okay we're running out of time um, I was going to ask in terms of uh, the technologies you know just very quickly maybe in 30 seconds what are some of the, te- uh, of the of the technologies that exist within the industry, and what should people look out for? Okay, um, c- uh, cyber crime. The cyber crime. There's uh, phishing. Yeah. Why should we not click on suspicious emails? What should people look out for um, in an email that's suspicious? Um, phishing. Phishing is very, very phishing is very, very difficult to um, to uh, to. Uh, to uh, to solve, but if you know that you you are not expecting a particular email from from mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. then be very, very suspicious about that email. Don't just click on it. Just don't Sometimes click. the email yeah. is urgent. It yeah. 